0: Are you excited about 2020? You realize that 2020 vision is what you're needing? I need 2020 vision and 2020 hearing. I don't know how that's going to work this year. But but 2019 for many people was a challenging year. Now, it may have been the greatest year of your life. You may have known the greatest blessedness of God on your life in 2019. But hear me, God has so much more he wants to do in your life, my life, the life of this church in 2020, in this coming year. And what I want to talk to you about this morning is breakthrough. And how you and I can understand how we can have a breakthrough with God, how we can go further with God, how we can be used more by the Father in this year more than any other. We've got 361 days left. This is a leap year. You do know that, don't you? We've got 361 days left of 2020, and we need to understand God wants to work, God wants to move, God wants to speak powerfully. Look in 1 Chronicles chapter 14. I believe God has something to say to us. 1 Chronicles chapter 14, beginning with verse 8. And it says in verse 8, and when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all of Israel all the Philistines went up to seek David they went to challenge David have you ever felt challenged have you felt challenged by the enemy have you felt challenged by oppression have you felt challenged by those who want to stop you from being all that God wants you to be that's what's going on with David and David heard of it and he went out against them he faced the situation that he was in and the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Repham. And David inquired of God. David prayed to the Lord his God. David sought a word from Almighty God. And until you come to the place in your Christian life where you understand I've got to seek a word from him. I've got to seek a word from the Father. I cannot go forward and saying, shall I go up against the Philistines and wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, go up for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Belparism and David smote them there. And then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they shall call the name of that place Belparism. Now Belparism, however we want to say it, it means the Lord of breakthroughs. And I believe God is saying to some people in this room. You know, he's saying to this church overall. I want 2020 to be a year of breakthrough. And maybe you look at your own life. And let me ask you this question. Do you you feel like you've hit a wall and you just can't seem to get through where you are? Do you feel like your accomplishments that you are accomplishing, they just come up empty in your life? Do you feel like there's a lid been placed on your life and you cannot go forward? Have you lost your first love? Are you depressed? Have you this free-floating fear inside your life, constantly nagging? Are you frustrated? all the time. You can't put a finger on it, but there's something that's just not right. Have you been in a long-term bad time, bad mood? Are you stuck in a rut? Are you, are you, you feel like you're just spinning your wheels? You you don't understand why things are working as they are. The, The vision that you once had for life, it seems to have vanished. Your hopes seem to be hollow. Your family is in confusion. Your marriage is under stress and if any of these words describe you maybe just maybe you need a breakthrough you don't need to break down you need to break out You don't need to cave in. You need a breakthrough by Almighty God. And God says, I want you to understand, I am the God of breakthrough. Now, now when you read this short little passage here in 1 Chronicles 14, you get two pictures. You get the picture of David, first off. This picture of this man that the Bible describes as a man after God's own heart. What does it mean to be a man or a woman after the heart of God? What does it mean to be a man or a woman who has a passion? for Christ to be real inside his life. Here's what it means to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. You want to know God. You just don't want to know about Him. You want to know Him as the very lover of your soul. You want to please God first and foremost in your life. You want to be with God. See, that's what's going on with David. He wanted to know God. He wanted to please God. He wanted to be with God. He had a hunger and a thirst in his life. God. God, is that describing you? Because it should be. And if it's not, it can be. But you have to position yourself whereby you say, God, I desire you. God, I need you. I need a word. I need a fresh move. I need a fresh touch. I need you to break forth and break out in my life. That needs to be our testimony, does it not? Yes. See, there's three words that describe David. David was a man of intentionality. Just like Mike said, we've got to be intentional for 2020. Because you see, until you are intentional in your life, intentional about your walk with Christ, intentional in your relationship to God, your life will miss the purpose that God has in store for you. And see, life is about purpose. We've got an entire generation that doesn't understand life is about purpose. They think life is about immediate gratification, right? We want it now. We want it right now. We don't want it yesterday. And tomorrow, we want it right this moment. But God says, no, life is not about the uh, uh, the moment. Life is about eternity. And we've got 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this side where God is saying, get ready, get ready, get ready because I'm preparing you for the next side. And eternity is a long time, is it not? It's forever. You can't even put time to it. But you as a man or a woman who is a child of God, you have to live with intentionality in your life. See, you have to have a desire as David because David was intentional. He wanted to accomplish something that made a difference for the kingdom of God. He wanted to accomplish something that made an impact on other people's lives. How do I know this? Because David was the eighth son of eight boys and nobody gave David a second thought, right? When, when Samuel showed up to anoint the next king of Israel, they left him out in the sheepfold, herding sheep, because nobody thought it's going to be David. It can't, why, David's the youngest. He's the rudder of the litter. Why would we bring him and Leave him out there. He is the youngest, the eighth son of eight boys, and nobody expected anything out of David. But David had this thing. He just kept showing up. He just kept being there. He just kept coming back to the place. And He showed up there when his brothers were doing battle. And he showed up there in King Saul's house and he played music. He just kept showing up. He was intentional. Let me what are you intentional about? Anything? What are you intentional about? Most of us are intentional about our phones, right? Don't leave home without it. Right? I left mine at home today because it does me no good when I come here because I can't add that to my pockets like I can't add more to my head. So it's like why do we even take my phone to church because I'm just going to be back in the office and I'll forget it later. So anyway see, see what are you intentional about? What right, see, see David was intentional. He was intentional about his praising God. He was in the sheep He was out there as a shepherd boy and he was composing psalms and he was singing to the glory of God. He was in the sheepfold. He was intentional about worshiping. Let me ask you, are you intentional about your praising God on Monday as much as you are on Sunday? On Tuesday as much as you are on Sunday? On Wednesday? See, See, you've got to be intentional in your praise, you've got to be intentional in your worship where you come before God and you bend your knee and you bow before His holiness and you bow before His. He was intentional in His submission to spiritual authority. Hmm. We don't like that word submission, do we? Ladies, do we like that word submission? Yeah, well, we grin in life, and the husbands are sitting there saying, I ain't going to make a facial expression because I'll get it when I get home if I do. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at your husbands right now. There has to be an intentionality in your life, men, women. To submit to spirit. David knew this. Why? Because he was a man of intentionality. He was a man who said, Lord, I want to be a person who accomplishes all you want me to accomplish. I want to be a man who who does everything you want me to do. I honestly believe when we die and if we're born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and we go to heaven, I believe at some judgment seat, We will see what could have been if we had walked how he told us to walk and done what he had told us to do and obeyed as he had told us to obey. I think Henry Blackaby relates the story in his book, Experiencing God, how how he was in heaven. He had this vision almost where, where, where he got there and he kept seeing all these blessings hanging there that had his name on it. And he said, I never experienced that. I never experienced that. And it was areas where we disobeyed God. See, see, you've got to be intentional in 2020. So, So to be intentional means I've got to be willing to adjust to what's important, right? What's important? Is the kingdom of God important? It better be. See, is the word of God important? It better be. Is bending the knee before the Father in prayer important? It, it better be. So, 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 so. When Dave, you look at David, a man after God's own heart, who any of us in this room can qualify in that area, he was intentional. He was intentional in his relationship with the Father. He kept showing up. Some of y'all just need to keep showing up, right? Some of y'all need to come to the place where you say, i got to show up to get saturated in the Word of God, the truth of God, whereby it starts affecting me. See, see, see you got to be intentional because intentionality relates to purpose. The second thing about David was he had influence. David was a man of influence. You understand in your sphere of influence, your sphere of relationships, you can be influential to the kingdom of God. Or against the kingdom of God. David was a man of it. David influenced God. He said, oh, wait, preacher, how did he influence God? Because God said, not David, he's a man after my own Heart. He saw those qualities. He saw his characteristics. He saw his lifestyle. He saw the passion of David's life was for God and his glory. He saw him hungering and thirsting. He saw him wanting to spend time with him. He saw him looking to the Father for direction and a yieldingness in his life to obey him. He influenced God. He influenced his brothers. He influenced King David. Saul. He influenced the nation of Israel, did he not? He was the greatest king they ever had. He expanded the borders. He expanded their territory. The, the, The land prospered under his leadership. David, he was a man who was intentional with his life. So must we be in 2020. We must be men and women who influence those around us for God's glory, God's kingdom. And we need to be men and women who leave an inheritance. That's right, preacher, leave me the money. Now! I, I, told, I told somebody yesterday. See, all, all they want is your, your money, your guns, your jewelry, your gold. That's all you kids want. But well, we ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you leaving inheritance of spiritual matters I'm talking about you influence people in such a way where they see inside you that passion and because they see this passion in your life for God and His glory, it impacts them, it influences them. That's what David did. He left an inheritance. What are you desiring to leave behind? Are you wanting to leave a big name? Are you wanting to leave a lot of property? Are you wanting to leave this, that, or the other? Are you wanting to leave a spiritual impact On your kids. Or you want to leave a spiritual impact. On your closest friends especially. See that means you have to live intentionally. You have to make choices to live intentionally. For God's glory. You can't just keep doing life in 2020. Like you did 2019. And there be any difference right. There's got to be adjustments. Constant adjustments in our life. To what God's word says. David. He was a man after God's own heart. So can we be. But look at David. He was a man of destiny. I mean, God's hand was on his life. Do you think David was more intentional than you? You say, well, of course. But he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. Do you think David had more influence than you? You say, well, of course, he had the whole nation. But hear me, your sphere, you can be just as influential as David was for his sphere. Can he leave a greater inheritance? No. Because, you see, you can influence and impact your family, your friends, your community for God's glory. See, see, see. You can make a difference in 2020 for your life, for your family, for your neighborhood, for your community, for this city, for this state, for this church. But you've got to be that man or woman of intentionality and say, God, here I am, because God has a destiny for you. Have you read your Bible and seen what the Bible says? Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. For we, for sure, for mark. For Mike, for Rachel, we are his workmanship. And God has ordained things for you. Look what it says in Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven: For I know the thoughts I think toward you. I know what I'm thinking about Mark. I know what I'm thinking about Mike. And he just saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. God's on your side. See, see that's what you've got to come to grips with. He's not against you. He's for you. Well, it sure feels like he's against me. Well, obey what he says. What was it? Uh, Billy Sunday. He was a professional baseball player in the 20s. Now, they didn't make money like they did today. But he was a professional baseball player in the 20s. got saved in a soup kitchen. Began preaching. Man, he was a wild man. I know some of y'all think I'm a wild man. But I don't think Billy Sunday, you know, I can kind of hold it. They said, we don't like your message, Billy. He said, well... When you you're like you're rubbing the cat the wrong way, and you got the fur going the wrong direction, he said, "Just turn the cat around." That kind of makes sense, don't it? When you stop fighting the will of God, when you stop resisting the Word of God, and you get an agreement with it, it's amazing how God can work on our lives. He's for us. Look what it says in Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained these. You have to understand God is working in your life. God has a plan for your life, God has a purpose for you that's beyond what you can even imagine. You need to understand, just like David, God says, You too can be that person, you too can be that individual. God has a plan. He has a map for you. But you've got to be intentional to the kingdom of God and to the Word of God. You've got to say, Lord, I want to be a person of influence for your glory. I want to leave an inheritance. Because you're a person of destiny. Now, listen to me. Destiny has nothing to do with the destination. You say, What's the destination? Heaven, presence of God, but destiny is not about the destination. Destiny's about the journey. See, we got a lot of people who profess faith in Jesus, say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven when I die, and they live like a hellion until then. Something's disconnected there, because my Bible tells me when God saves me, he changes me. He changes me and he he, he works in my life and makes me a new being, a new creature in Jesus Christ. And so the journey is important and you have to understand you're on a journey. And the journey is what God is talking about. And God said, "I want your good intentions to stand, and I want you to have influences to righteousness, and I want you to have an inheritance of righteousness that even when you're gone, it still keeps on testifying." See, see there is a sphere of influence that God has destined you to walk in. You have a sphere of influence that God has destined you to walk in, and you only walk in it as you adjust yourself to the word of God and to the will of God. And when that takes whether you feel goosebumps all the time or not, whether you're excited all the time or not, you are impacting a culture for the glory of God. You're a man and a woman of destiny, but you've got to be intentional. God wants your life to count. Do you? Do you? I hope so. Because life is but a vapor. It's here for a moment, and then it's gone. And I know you teenagers, you think you got all the time in the world and you think you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But only two days ago, I was 16 years old and something happened, right? It goes by quickly. And if you're not intentional, you miss it. So you see this picture of David here. But look also, there's another picture in this story. There's a picture of the... The Philistines. And the Philistines, they're a picture of everything that represents the antithesis of what David represents. See, see, the Philistines represent the denial of your inheritance. The Philistines represent the, the distraction of your intentionality. And the Philistines represent the destruction of your influence. You understand the word Philistines is used 250 times in the Bible? And and the Philistines, they were a migrant group of people who came from North Africa across the land bridge and they settled in that Mediterranean Sea area in this little piece of land called the Gaza Strip. We hear that on the news all the time. That's where the Philistines were. And what the Philistines wanted was, David, we don't want you to fulfill your intentions. We don't want you to be intentional about your walk with God. What the Philistines wanted, they said, David, we don't want you to be a man of influence. We don't want you impacting others for the kingdom of glory of God. Do you want know what the Philistines wanted? They said, David, they said, Israel, we don't want you to have any inheritance in this region. There's the spirit of the Philistines still today. Because the enemy... They don't want you being a man of intentionality to the kingdom of God. They don't want you to have an influence on your family, on your friends, on your co-workers to the kingdom and glory of God. And they don't want you having an inheritance that you can leave to others to know God. Do you recognize the spirit of the Philistines in this land of America that we live in? They want to deny everything that God has said is ours. They want to oppose everything God has said he has given us. Hear me. If you read Joshua chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, it talks about how Israel conquered the land, but they never conquered the Philistines. And we live in a time where where the Philistine spirit is still alive and well, to be blunt. It's the spirit sent to rob you of your destiny. It's the spirit that comes and it wants to rob you of what God wants for you. How do they do it? They distract us with trivial stuff. You remember the game Trivial Pursuit? Came out a hundred years ago. Remember that? It's kind of like Jeopardy. I I never feel so stupid when I watch Jeopardy. I know one out of 700. And I'm thinking... Why do you know this? Trivial, now you may be a jeopardy king or queen. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend you. You're smarter than me. But see, the devil can distract us with trivial pursuits. And we live for the moment instead of realizing I'm living for eternity. And what I'm doing for the moment is either going to be for immediate gratification or I'm living to impact eternity. All eternity to impact my kids, to impact my grandkids. I pray to my grandchildren, to the fifth generation, that God would move in their life. I've done that for twenty years before we had grandchildren, one grandchild. But hear me, you've got to say, God, uh, the next generation needs that influence, needs that godliness, needs that walk with you. God, work in their life. See, see, the spirit of the Philistines—it it wants to sit there and say, "Say, I want to distract you from what's important." It, it wants to work against the people of God. It wants to take away your influence. The spirit of the, of the Philistine doesn't want you to have an inheritance unto God's glory. So, so, so how do you handle this spirit of the age that we live in? Do we not live in the spirit of the Philistine age? How do you handle it? you got to process two things inside your soul. Because until you process these two things inside your soul, you won't live with intentionality. Unto his kingdom and his glory. You've got a process too. The first is this. You have to believe that my God is big. You know what? What's say? My God is so mighty. My God is so strong. There's nothing my God cannot do. You need to sing that every day. Driving up and down the road. My God is so big. My God is so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot You've got to process. I serve a big, enormous God. See, if you don't, you'll, you'll substitute for a little bitty God that you call Jesus who just wants to love everybody and be sweet. But when you find the Pounds of hail coming at you, and you see all the demonic forces coming at you. You need to know my God is big. My God is p- my God is a warrior God. And the second thing you have got to process is this: you battle for breakthrough from the ground of truth and strength. That's where you battle from. Now, look, I believe in a big God. How do I know David believed in a big God? Look at his resume. Look at his resume. David, he was a shepherd boy out in the fields looking up at the stars. What he had was a slingshot and a staff. he he was a shepherd boy and he met God Jehovah and he became real to him and he spent time praising, exalting, magnifying God and look at his resume as a shepherd boy a bear showed up to take his flocks and he took a rock and a sling and he destroyed the bear and look at his resume a lion shows up and he takes that same rock we're not talking about a 30-30 or a 30-06 or whatever weapon you got We're talking about a rock. Dickie, you ever gone that one with a rock? I don't even see where Dickie is. He was here, so anyway. No, you get a big gun, don't you, brother? We get a long way off, right? He takes a rock. How close you got to be to hit him with a rock? Here to that wall? Look at his resume. He's a shepherd boy. Nobody expects nothing out of him. He meets the living God, and he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me behind beside still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the lion, or the valley of the shadow of the bear, or the valley of the giant, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. They, he was a shepherd boy, and he took on a bear, and he took on a lion. Look at his resume, and then he faced Goliath. A gi- We've all got giants. They may not be nine foot tall physically, but we've got giants we struggle with every day. And he took on a giant with a rock. You see his resume? He believed in a big God. That's the only way you stand up to a wild animal that will kill you with a rock that's the only way you charge the giant that you're facing who has a sword and a spear you charge him with only a rock look at his resume look at his request he believed in a big God look what it says there in verse 10 and the David inquired of God shall I Go up against the enemy. See, David was king, but he had just been set aside as king. He wasn't the king who had his military all together. In fact, we were still functioning with a splintered kingdom. And so the enemy hears David's been anointed king. They say, now's the time to act before he gets his act together. Before he has everything in line. He's got to not got his ducks in a row yet. We're going now. And David made a request. And he asked God, what do I do? So let me ask you, do you know what it means to make a request to God and ask God? permission. I'm not saying we're praying for the new car. I'm saying we're asking God for permission to move. Take it however you want to take it. Do you pray? Do you seek a word? See, see, that's the key. If you want breakthrough to come in your life, you've got to learn what it means to seek a word from God. And when God gives you the word, you act on it. You stand on it. You live in it. That's breakthrough. And if you don't get a word, you ain't getting breakthrough. And if you don't obey the words you get, you're not getting breakthrough. And you're going to keep on living frustrated. You're going to keep on living with your vision and vanishing. You're going to keep on living with your hopes hollow. But God says... I want you to know breakthrough. And so, so David makes this request. He sought a word from God. It wasn't based on what he thought. It wasn't based on what he liked. It wasn't based on his opinion. He sought a word from God. And look at, thirdly, look at his response. God said, go up against. I will deliver them into thine hand. When God gives you a word you have to act on it if you hear a word get a word from God and you don't act on it you just stopped faith because faith is responding to the word of God in obedience see, see faith isn't God gave me a word I gotta go it doesn't make sense to anybody I don't even understand it myself. But I know God has spoken in my soul. i got to go. i got to obey. I've got to respond to it. And see, when you don't respond to the word of God, your faith falters. you got to get a word and you got to obey it. Now, now here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to think, God, I need a word. And God's going to speak to you about something else, and you're saying, "God, I, I, that's not what I'm worried about. I, I need a word," but He's speaking about something else. And then, if you don't do the something else, you can say, "This praying don't work for me," and, and I got to do something. And we make a decision. In our flesh, and then we say that preacher's crazy. It, it really don't work. And the issue is when he speaks, you didn't obey over here, because see, you got to get over here straight before he's going to tell you right here. Is that making sense? Because you can't bypass over here. I'm trying to think there's a there's a verse in the Bible, in the book of Amos, and I can't remember the chapter. But it talked about how God rejected the worship of his people. They brought a sacrifice to him, but he rejected it. And you read that and you go, that makes no sense. The problem was... Their sacrifice they brought was not a sin sacrifice. Oh. And see, that's what we do. We want to bypass the sin issues and just go straight to the glory, glory, glory issues. You've got to respond to what God says. So, do you need a breakthrough? You strung out on dope? Your marriage in a mess? Your life spiritually on hold? Are you cold? Are you indifferent? Do, do you want to go to the next level? But it's just like everything is pushing you back, pushing you down. H- How's your family doing? How's your kids doing? There seems to be some hump you just can't seem to get over. You never will until you believe in a big God. Remember the book of Isaiah chapter 6? is caught up in the presence of the glory of God. And it says, His train filled the temple. Now, you know what the train is of a wedding dress? It's that excess material that people trip over. Now, the temple, can you imagine a wedding train that completely filled this place? He's a big He says, I'm on your side. And I want you to know breakthrough in 2020. But you, teenager, senior adult, you have got to be intentional in how you live. So let me ask you, how big is the God you are serving? Some people in this room, you've got the genie in the bottle, God. Got a problem. Oh, Lord, I got this bottle. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. Is that your God? Genie in the bottle, just got a problem. Pull him out when I need an issue. You got a CEO God who just demands this, demands this, demands this. Maybe you got a busy dad God. He's only got time for you one day a week for a couple of hours. Maybe you got a sweet grandfather God. He just dotes over you and he winks at you sin. You need a big God! And he's big. He's massive. He's the only living. And he gave his son on Calvary. That you could know forgiveness of sin. And you could know life everlasting. But you can have purpose now for all of eternity. He says, this is your God. Preacher, you just don't understand. I probably don't. Genesis chapter 15. You find a very interesting story between God and Abraham. And in Genesis chapter 15, that's when covenant was established. But if you look there in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 5, here's what God says. And this is my paraphrase style of saying it. He says, Abraham, you're 90 years old. He said, Abraham, wake up. Abraham, wake up. Go outside. Look up. And count the stars. Now wouldn't that be ridiculous? And so imagine Abraham, 90 years old. He wakes up. He goes outside. And he starts obeying. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 347, 652. And after about four hours, he says, God... See, Abraham doesn't know what we know. Because what we know is this. If you counted 200 stars per minute, it will take you 2,000 years to count the stars in the Milky Way. So what's the point? Lord, I can't do that exactly right. But I'm going to obey him. And God was saying, Abraham, I'm trying to get you to understand. Wake up. Some people in this room, you need to wake up to 2020. You need to wake up to intentionality and kingdom purpose. You need to wake up and the way you do that is you go outside your circumstance. You go outside your situation. You go outside whatever it is you're facing and you look up to the God of glory. You look up to the Lord Jesus Christ. You look up to the King of kings and Lord of lords and you say, God, here I am and you're a great big God and I will praise you and I will exalt you and I will magnify you because you're my God. You've got to step out of what your focus is in your life. And start focusing upon Christ. Focusing upon the word of God. Focusing upon what God says you have to focus upon. And when you do that. <laughs> the Philistines will be beat. But when you do that the Philistines will come back. Because look what it says. Verse 13 of 14 Chronicles. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. God may be speaking to your heart this morning. He may have stirred your soul. You may be excited. You may be making commitments upon commitments sitting there in your seat. When you walk out that door, all hell is going to vent against you. And you're going to say, what did he do wrong? The enemy is relentless. He keeps coming back. Right? And if you look, David inquired of God again in verse 14. But, but what I found interesting here in verse 14 is God gave him a different answer. He said, go up, but do it this way. See, here's what you've got to understand. If you learn to start looking up, you learn to start seeking that word from God. You learn to start responding to what God says. Yes, hell will vent itself against you. But God has already sent what you need. But you've got to be looking up to receive what you need. He's released an angel to come to your aid. He's released, released a message of hope to come to your aid. He's released a word from him to come to your aid. You've got to keep looking up. and You've got to keep seeking what God is telling you to seek. And you've got to stand up and you've got to shake off everything and say, God, I need a breakthrough. God, I want you to move in my life. I don't want to live 2019 like I lived. Or I live 2020 like I did 2019. How about you? What do you want God to do for his glory? Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. I've read this to you before. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That phrase, casting down That pulling down, casting down arguments, that was a word coined in the rules of debate. And when you are debating a person, you're on opposite sides of the debate. You are making your appeal. You're making your proposal. You're giving your thesis. All of a sudden, you make a statement to that person, and you realize, I've hit them, and it has weakened them. And you just keep going back to that statement, because they have nothing to stand on. They have nothing to respond back to you. It's called a diatribe. You just keep on hitting that point, and you hit that point. so when the devil, he comes at you and he whispers in your ear, your kids are going to be mine. That cancer is going to kill you. When he whispers in your ear, you ain't got no hope. You're not going to make it. You stand on the Word of God that is real, that is powerful, that is sharp. And you stand upon what God's Word says and you say, I am a child of the King. And I am more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And I am washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And I am trusting my God. And I am praying to my God. And I am seeking my God. God, I, and you keep on hitting that point and you keep on hitting that point and as I told them on one Wednesday night a while back if you have to, you get up in the morning and you go in the bathroom and you put the Bible on the top of your head and you say God, you need to feel me, wash me, cleanse me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet whereby I can face the challenges the enemy that's coming upon me God, people might think you crazy you do this in public so go to your bathroom, hide yourself but say God, let it just flow through my life why? Breakthrough's worth it. Is it not? Is it not? See, Where'd my glasses go? <laughs> Breakthrough. We've got to say, God, this is Belprism. Breakthrough here, this day, in me, in my life. Lord, let it be real in me. Jesus Christ died to give you victory. Did he not? And now you're to enforce it. And the enemy's going to come. And the enemy's going to attack. But you say, in the name of Jesus, I cry out. In the name of Jesus, I come before the Father. But you've got to resolve this. Lord, I will trust in you. Isaiah 26.3 says... That will keep him in perfect peace. God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That means your mind has got to be focused. That's intentionality. Right? Intentionality. So tomorrow when you get up, you're not going to feel like getting in the Word. You're not going to feel like getting on your face. But I'm intentional. I'm going to stay my mind on Him. Because I will trust in my God because He is a big God. And then you have to say, Lord, I'm going to stand on Your Word. Because the spirit of the Philistines, they're going to come and try to take away what You want to give me. And what you've promised me. God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to stand on your word. And God, I'm going to praise you. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray right now you release in this place a spirit of encouragement, a spirit of strength, a spirit of enablement. For those here, God, who are beat down, struggling... They've got giants on every side. God, I pray you quicken them by your Holy Ghost and enable them to understand this is a day of breakthrough. They can break out, God, by standing upon the precious promises of your word, adjusting their life, God, to what your word has said. And God, let us know that when we leave here, all hell is going to stand against us, going to come and oppose us, going to get on our shoulder and whisper in our ear this different thing. God, let us stand on your truth as we seek you. But God, there might be somebody here that's never been born again. They don't know what it is to confess their sins, to to yield their life. And let your Holy Ghost Spirit forgive them, wash them, cleanse them, write their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. They could be an old person, they could be a young person, a teenager, middle-aged adult. God, God.